Welcome back to the Along for the Ride podcast, starring Peter and Alex and featuring Random Random Crap. Crap. Alrighty, welcome back everybody to our Along for the Ride podcast. We're here on Wednesday, enjoying a wonderful day off at home. Mm-hmm. Not driving. Yes, not <laughs> driving. That would be the the uh, the key element. We that misled we kinda, you guys. <laughs> that we kind of sold for the podcast, but um, no, we are going to take a step in Pete Buttigieg's uh, footsteps and play his favorite board game tickets a ride isn't it ben shapiro's least favorite game it's either that i thought he talked about I th- it i think he just might have said that was his least favorite game just because pete Buttigieg just said it was his favorite game that's why he's qualified to be department of transportation and he got proposed to at o'hare mm. so instead of along for the ride it's gonna be ticket to ride <laughs> Oh, how long do you think it took us to figure that one out? Actually, I've been thinking about it this whole time. I was I like, I know exactly what I'm going to say. Usually, Fair enough. Usually that doesn't happen. True, true. So you might hear some uh, occasionally. That's, that's the the sprinkling of ASMR we're going to add yeah. into the, yeah. Sometimes Alex will be eating a Starburst or two. I said I wasn't going to eat any more of those. Oh. Just because I know I hate the sound of people chewing, and if I have to listen to myself, you know let alone most... have other people listen to my loud chewing, I always feel super self-conscious about it. You know what the most annoying sound is in, in the news right now? Andrew Cuomo speaking. <laughs> I mean, okay. He says, th- he says things I, that are really I don't stupid. think I've ever heard his voice. But every single time he speaks, his mouth is so moist, it just it makes that noise. Yeah. That's like... Okay. Like I, old people. I don't get old that feeling. Old people talk with their saliva and it's gross, especially people who have dentures. See, I don't get that <laughs> feeling all that often, but if I'm listening to any podcast I listen to cuz Cuomo's so, such in the news right now, he's on every podcast, you know. I did well, not Well, making me cringe already. <laughs> yeah. He just he he has that that speaking voice just Oh gosh! Please stop! Please. Every stop. time he speaks, and it, it really bugs us. It bugs everybody, but it it just creepy crawlies in the middle of the meat room is not a good idea. Mm. So yes. What are you tired already? I'm so Time bored. Time for a nap. Yeah, I'm so bored with all this. I'm bored. Kidding. Oh yes, this is why we play our, board games. Our board we're, games. Because we're bored. <laughs> no, so today. We're going to play a board game and talk to you guys about a specific topic. You know, yet last week we kind of gave a little rub down. Rub, rub down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm What's my, in your apparently mind right now? Michael Sarah in year one. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that movie when he gives the high priest a rub okay, down. Okay, anyway. Pours, pours oil on his chest hair. <laughs> it's a well acted scene. Okay. It's disgusting, but okay. it's well acted. Anyway, Jack Black's in the movie. It's funny. Well, last week was a bit kind of unscripted. I don't think, I wouldn't say this is scripted, but we definitely talked about it before. I ran, I randomly came up with the idea of this literally probably like an hour ago, so. And what is this? (laughs) So, (laughs) I decided to, well, I came up with the idea to talk about how, um, Boomers compared to millennials and early Gen Z um, have a difference in opinion on settling. Settling down, finding a place to call your home and staying there. Because you and I have moved to... We've lived in three different states so far and we've moved our stuff a total of five times now. Yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just situational, kind of. But I kind of want to talk about the differences between the generations and um, because our parents are boomers, they pretty much stayed in one place once they got to that place. Like, my dad grew up in New York and... He stayed in the Berkshires pretty much 
since he married my mom. Which was, like, almost 25 years ago. And so... So your mom grew up in New York, too. Yeah. And stayed she's, in the Berkshires. And she's still in the Berkshires, And yeah. she's still in the same house that your parents bought before they had you. Yeah. So... Yeah. You know, she settled into that house. And my parents, they have a little bit of different of a story. You know, my dad grew up in New York as well. Just different, you know, downstate New York. Um, the city. The city, New York area. And um, and my mom grew up in California. And, you know, they moved out and they moved around a lot, but they still had the same opinion that Alex's parents have of, you know, you want to settle down, you want to, you know, stay where you are, enjoy what you have. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Well, and that, see, and that brought up my point of, community because I me personally I want to fit in with the community and I want to be able to like not do my part in a community but like contribute in a way to my community and I feel like at least <laughs> the Chicago land area is kind of too big for me, and so I don't feel comfortable, like, being a part of the community, I guess. Yeah, all the towns in the area you've never heard of have more people than the biggest, you know, Pittsfield in Mass. Yeah, just to give people context, if you don't know what the Berkshires are, it's a, it's, um, a county in Mass, western Massachusetts, the very western part, um, it borders New York and Vermont. And Connecticut. And Connecticut, yeah. It's, it's the, the entire it's the entire yeah. butt of Massachusetts, basically. Um, and it's that whole county on the western side. And um, the closest, quote, city is probably around 18,000 people. Which is minuscule. Like, where we are right now has, what, 24, 26,000 people? Yeah, 26,000. Yeah. And we just moved to a smaller city than what we were in before, which was like 70-something thousand people. Yeah. Like, that's just an insane amount. Yeah. And the town that I grew up in, Vermont, probably had, I think it was eight. No. You talking about? Reedsboro. Reedsboro? Oh, I wouldn't know. It's only a couple thousand, I think. And the town I grew up in is bordering that 200,000. Yeah, so we number. we came from two very different situations. Yeah. But long story short, we we ended up obviously we ended up together. Long story short, as in go listen to our previous podcast, which is available <laughs> on Spotify, Google Playlists, and Anchor if you have the chance. And that um, explains our whole story on how we met. Yes, that explains our whole story on how we met. So, long story in a different podcast, short, we ended up back in my home state mm-hmm. after leaving New Hampshire, getting married in New Hampshire, leaving New Hampshire, going to North Carolina, leaving North Carolina, coming back to Illinois, moving once in Illinois, moving a second time in Illinois, and now we're, we're here, and you know, it's a lot of moving, five different places, four different moves. No. Three different places, five different moves. Because we were yeah, New yeah. Hampshire to North Carolina, North Carolina yeah, to my fault. Illinois, and then we moved. That's only four moves. Four moves, five. Um, three states. Four moves, three states. Yeah. Yeah, that's whatever. Here but we yeah. are figuring out our moving map with you guys right here listening. But anyway, the point is that when we got married, we thought that we would leave where we were i don't know why we decided to move to north carolina i think it's because we wanted to be more involved in a church and the church that we were at we loved and we still love yeah um but there wasn't really room for peter to kind of grow and move up in the church per se because it was a bigger congregation and that would have been a little bit harder yeah um so there was 
what we thought opportunities in North Carolina. Same denomination, different church, obviously, but yeah. which is it funny could, because he it, was your pastor from yeah, your from youth. my church that I grew up in, and you know I. You know, if we'd stayed there and I we have the same position that I have right now, you know, that, that can keep us where we are, that can pay for what we need, having that same position, it we would have been perfectly fine in North Carolina. But think, yeah. They but, just they just didn't <laughs> for the job that I'm doing right now, I'm getting paid about eight dollars an hour more than I was in North Carolina, so it's you know I'm getting paid more here than I was in North Carolina by more than the middle minimum minimum wage. Yeah. Like that's that's well, hard for me to think about, but And that's the thing. That's situational stuff that's kind of kept us here in Illinois because for those who don't really know, we we aren't the hugest fans of being here mostly because of how expensive it is to live here yeah. and uh with um, <clears throat> gas prices, you know, <coughs> going up the way that they are, that makes things a little bit harder, which is also kind of why we are not driving currently. Um, you know, gotta... It's one of those <laughs> feelings where you have to sit back and think about it and go, huh, yeah, I guess everybody's kind of coming back from the pandemic and everybody's starting to drive again. So, yeah, I get that that's why gas prices are going up. But you know what? Gas prices were never $3 a gallon. <laughs> Under Trump. Uh, I understand supply and demand, but there are things that go into gas prices that mm-hmm. aren't just supply and demand. So, it just bothers me. Yeah. But, but yeah, we kind of wanted to mainly focus on why millennials and early Gen Zs... Because we're right on the cusp. Yeah, we're the... We're the last year cut off for millennials, so I mean, I I want to call myself a millennial because I technically am, and I'd still like participated in millennial stuff, but like we but were like we also, the, yeah. the last generation in the millennial generation. But we yeah, just wanna... we were we were born in nineteen ninety six, and if you ask Siri, Siri will tell you, well, nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety six. Yeah. So according to Siri, the Master of all information, she says, 96. Yeah. But anyway, we, we just want... Or we could call ourselves the TikTok Z-Lennials. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we just wanted to talk about why millennials and early Gen Zs, even like... No, because I don't think Gen Zs, like later Gen Zs, are old enough, but early Gen Z and late millennials, or millennials in general, feel like the need, I guess, to not settle in one place. And there's many different reasons why, obviously. But we were going to talk about, like, our reasons for not settling right after we got married. I mean, heck, we're still technically not settled because, like, we don't own a home. We're, We're renting a home right now, but it's only for a year, and... We don't really have any plans past that year, so that's not exactly settling. But with our parents and boomer generation, they felt, I don't know, the need or they felt it was, it made sense to just get married, get a house, and stay there. Yeah, it was almost an equation, just plug in the variables, you know. Kind of like the American dream, kind of. I feel like the whole. I, don't well, I know. feel like they were they were raised by, you know, American dream guys. You know, my my grandparents. Like think about this. So my grandparents they live in the same they lived in the same house, for sixty years, almost. You know, actually, yeah, they moved in before my dad was born. My dad was born in sixty two. Um, so they moved in, and they have lived in that same house for that long. You know, my both my grandparents are still alive, and I thank God that they're still alive. My my I talked to my grandpa on the phone the other day, talked about everything from politics to gas prices to the Giants, and <laughs> so yeah, and that's the same thing with my dad's mom. 
like he grew up in that house and she's still there. Yeah. And I mean it's it's kind of crazy to think about like I know for myself because I have moved around a lot and I've lived in many different places. I've moved across the country. <laughs> um but I can like I can imagine it at some point, but right now I don't want to settle because it's not like the whole FOMO thing, fear of missing out or whatever. It's, I think I want to be able to like explore and learn different areas of the United States. Like before, before we do have kids and before we settle because I don't know. I I kind of hate that, though, because a lot of people say once you have kids, you have to settle. or you, And you can't do anything, and you, and you can't go and do the same things you did before. And it's like, but you, you can, that it just looks different. Yeah. And, you know, kind of circling back to, here I am being Jen Saki, <laughs> circling back to... Um, At least you, you know, actually circle grand- back. <laughs> yeah. Circling back to our grandparents. Like, I think one of the biggest things that's pushing millennials and early Gen Z out of, um, by the way, we haven't even started playing the game yet. We're still just talking. I'm going to, I'm going to start playing, but yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but we look at these ideas of houses and, you know, what is, what is moving into a new house? What is moving into a, you know, different place of living? What, what is, you know, what is a house? Is a house something you buy and expect to live at that same place for the rest of your life, not move jobs, not do this, not do that? Like, I'll, I'll give you the example of my grandparents again. My grandpa, he worked as a New York City cop. And, you know, I have pictures of him at you know, Yankee Stadium. He worked Giant Stadium. He worked, and when he got older and couldn't work the circuits, he would work the, the stadiums. And that's where they put him. And he worked that job for many years, and then he moved on to be a post office uh, worker. He worked in, in the United States Post Office. Two government jobs. He has pensions from both of them. He worked at both of those jobs. I mean, granted, you can't really work as a cop too, too old. So the reason he did move into the post office is because he got too old, and I guess in his opinion, to uh, to be a cop. So if mm-hmm. if it weren't for the fact that he had chosen being a police officer for his first career i'm sure he would have stuck with the same career for his whole life right well and that's like with my parents too like my dad he was an athletic trainer for a college for 10 plus years and then he went down to a high school in the same area for 10 plus years and my mom has been a speech pathologist for ever since she moved to the berkshires basically has been with the same company Mm mm-hmm and that's 27-ish years, I think, she's been with that company. Yeah. So, I mean, I see it more in my grandparents living in the same house for 60 years and working the same jobs. You see it with your parents, mm-hmm. your dad being a, um athletic yeah. trainer for, for his whole My dad career. just retired, like, two years ago. Yeah, and my dad did sales. For his whole career, you know, he did sales. He did sales with beer. He did sales with other companies like Pillsbury, and he uh, he just retired a couple years mm-hmm. ago. So well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like when you settle, you it it feels like it's required that you you get a house, you start to have kids and build a family, and you stay with the same job. Until you retire. And I guess that's essentially what the American dream was built on, was, like, being stable, having a family, having a home, having a consistent job, and having the freedom of being in America, essentially. And while things have changed since, what, did that come about in, like, the 50s, 60s? 50s, probably? Um, I would say it was more like a post-World War II 
So forty. Because totally, you know, the war kind of pulled. Yeah, us out so of like the early early fifties, so. yeah, late forties, yeah. So. That seemed to be like the the time when you know Superman was. Right. All, you know, all pro America and mm-hmm. everything was real happy, um, American wise. You know, I'm not gonna say because uh, you know at some point if this podcast ever <laughs> gains traction. <laughs> and somebody looks back on this and is like, wow, they talked about the 1950s in a really positive way, knowing that the Civil Rights Act had not been a thing, knowing that the 1960s right. had not passed well, yet. Well, we're talking about the happier part of the American dream. Yes, but I we, also, we also cannot be caught off guard and be taken out of context where they're like, the 1950s is perfect. And yeah, no. nobody realizing that well, it wasn't perfect. There were reasons that the suburbs were were the suburbs, and we understand, you know, People being pushed out into the suburbs, white people being pushed into the suburbs, black people being kept into the cities. I get that that's a thing. I'm just talking more about the, we're talking more about the American dream, um, advertising and the... And not where it came from. Almost, I would say almost positive propaganda of, yeah. like, of the American dream. Well, and it's just crazy because that was the overall dream i guess for pretty much every mostly white american in america for how many years yeah and it's i've like it's changed obviously now but it's i feel like still um do it <laughs> um you feel like it's I feel like it's still, that dream is still wanted by a lot of people still, but because of the way that America is right now, it's just very different because boomers essentially created that, or no, it was what, Gen X or something? No, boomers were... Boomers were the ones that created yeah. the America. So boomers created the... Well, America. the greatest generation, the World War Two generation. Yeah. Kind of created that. And then the boomers came from the, the greatest generation. So they took it off. So. That's why they're the boomers. Because everything right. was so good and happy. They they baby boomed. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. And so that essentially came from the boomers. And then you get to our generation and the direct generation after us. And it's not that way anymore. Mm-mm. Like, I don't. I don't necessarily have the desire to have a suburban home, white picket fence, American dream type lifestyle. I want to be able to travel and live in different places and not like, I don't know. I think it's cool having so many friends around the country. Like I have friends in Texas. I have friends up in New England. I have friends in Washington. I have friends all over. And I think that's really cool. And I don't think a lot of people in the boomer generation can say that unless they had jobs which brought them like across the country and other places like your dad and my dad my dad traveled a lot early in his career and your dad traveled a lot as well yeah it was just my dad your dad traveled a lot and came back yeah my dad traveled a lot for work because you know he got sent to tennessee ohio back here to illinois you know he never i don't think he ever expected to leave new york because that's where my, my parents first started. You know, like I got married in California, and then they started off mm-hmm. their, their life in New York. And and then your dad also started to travel overseas. And... Yeah, then my dad started going overseas. and. But that's the point. That. Like I feel like boomers, they... I hate that I say boomers now. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like the boomer generation, they... um. When they wanted to go somewhere and go places, they took vacations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we kind of took that vacation and we turned it into like our lifestyle. Not the vacation, but the traveling aspect. Yeah. Because as you can see, like tiny homes and RV living and van living has become huge lately. And you and I have even talked about it. Not because we necessarily want to be able to pick up and go whenever, but yeah. we want we want to be whenever. Yeah. We want to, we want to be able to, you know, if if I can get a job or if you can get a job that doesn't require us to be in one place, like 
don't get me wrong, I absolutely love my job. Um, I love doing what I do. I love the people I work with. I don't think there's one person I can sit back and point out and say that I don't like. Um, what are you giving me that face? I can think of one. <laughs> just, just because... Or just a couple. Be, sh- just because Joe's listen, might listen to this podcast okay. doesn't mean you gotta talk about him. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Joe if he's listening. Um, I think he listened to the last one because I told him you told the him last too. time I saw him. And I won't see him again until Friday. Well, in two days. But, um... But no, I've I've got my my job and I really enjoy what I'm doing. You know, I can do that anywhere at any store. Um, I mean, I even there's probably three Marianos in between where I live and where I work now that I could that I could even transfer to. But I love the people that I work with. I love the the chemistry we have. I love the flow we have going. And. You know, if, if if it gets too hard, I might have to. But if it gets too hard and I'm consider leaving that job, why not consider going somewhere else? Doing something you know, there's there's so many different options that we could have and right. I feel like boomers just didn't didn't think that those options were a thing. I think they just well that and I think they just kind of had the mentality of just I gotta suck it up because this is my yeah. job, this is what I do, this is what Provides for my family. And well, I think I think that's that's honorable in a certain aspect, but for me, yeah. Yes, I went. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, we've only played two turns. <laughs> we're we're getting into this conversation. It's kind of nice. She's gonna be mad at me here in a second, anyway. Are you gonna finish your train? I actually am. <laughs> okay. Um. So, you know, boomers having that suck it up mentality is honorable but like at a certain point I just want to be other places I want to travel I want to see everything you know I've been to every single state this side of the Mississippi and I love that I have have been to every single state this side of the Mississippi Mm -hmm. but like I've been to two countries I've been to Croatia and I've been to Israel. I've been to Canada. You've been to Canada? I haven't, been, I haven't even been to Canada. Um, um, I've seen Canada twice, actually. I don't even have fact. a passport. You've seen yeah. Canada twice? Yeah. I saw it. I, I went to Niagara and I went to Detroit. I didn't have my passport when I was in Detroit. Oh. And I didn't have my passport. I do remember you saying that you've been to Niagara, but on the American side. Yeah. So I had been to, I had been able to see the land of Canada. My phone thought I was in Canada, but I wasn't. So. It's so weird, like... I feel like Niagara Falls is kind of a scam for Americans because you can only really see the falls from the Canadian side. <laughs> like, yeah. you, like the river's in America. It is, but it's it's really cool because I that's where we vacation and that's where I've been to Canada. But mm-hmm. um, you go there and you have like Go Island and you have like the actual like park itself there and you can like walk up to the edge of the falls which is really really cool Mm -hmm. but you can't actually see the falls until you're on the canadian side because you get to look at them the cool thing about the american side is you get to go down into the falls yeah my my sister was too young so we never got to do that that was fun um fun fact i used the shoes they gave us because they give you shoes that say it's expensive to do it but they give you a free pair of shoes because they don't want your feet to get it all soaked. And uh, I used those same shoes to go in the Dead Sea and walk through uh, Hadrian's Tunnel. I think that's the word. But it was mm. in through the city of David in, in Israel. That's cool. Which was, you know, kind of a fun connection there. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I just think it's kind of funny because it's. I feel like it's kind of a scam because you don't even get to actually see the falls. You just, you're behind them the whole time. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I agree. I want to, I want to be able to travel, not necessarily like travel just to like vacation, but travel to live and experience other places. Like when we were in North Carolina, we, 
I think we kind of, <laughs> other than the major depression we went into, <laughs> yeah. we uh we had a lot of fun because there was a lot to do there. Yeah. Um. History. History. Yeah. You and I really like all the historical stuff, and there's definitely a lot there, especially with Civil War and Revolution stuff. Yeah. Um. And then we'd take trips up to Williamsburg, Virginia, which and was. Yeah, you know, historical yeah. time capsule right there. Yeah, and so except for when the phone rings, of the guy who's in the in the costume. Oh jeez, yeah, but no, it was. It's cool because I think you and I would like flourish best in a place where we could do things that we truly enjoyed, um, and like where we are now is really nice because we get to enjoy the outdoor space that we have now, mm-hmm. um, which is something we were severely lacking in our last apartment. <laughs> yeah, here we're, we're kind of tucked away. You know, I, there was a certain route that I took to get from my mom to my dad's house. Um, when I was living here, mm-hmm. being like a child. <laughs> and um, I would child? take that route and I would drive past where we live right now and I never even knew it was here. So yeah, it's our our street is like it's a dirt road and it's sandwiched between a a drive-in like diner and a like mechanic shop. Yeah, and you you've never I've never seen it. I've never looked for it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of funny though that you know despite me driving past it and seeing not being able to see it and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I still. Um, I still see it for what it is, you know, I still see the, um, the outdoor space and I still see the thing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's also, it's a one bedroom, one bathroom house. You know, we have great outdoor space. We have a fire pit. We had, um, my mom, my brother and my best friend over, uh, yesterday and we had a great time. But I think if we were to be in the house, we probably couldn't have very many more people mm-hmm. in here. But, like, that's and that's thing. not necessarily the point because, one, we don't really have people over that much to begin with. Yeah. And I think that's another huge aspect to the difference between boomers and our generation is that boomers, they were super involved in the community and, like, where they lived. Yeah. At least... Boomers are the ones who created HOAs. At least, yeah, yeah, at least stereotypically that's what happened. But with our generation and with um, Gen Zs, we don't necessarily have that same desire to, you know, oh, let's have so-and-so over for a barbecue or whatever, you know? Like, this yeah. is, like... Or... or you know, let's have a block party. Let's, right. Exactly. You know, exactly. block parties aren't a thing because nobody wants to know their neighbors anymore. Well, and a lot of people live in apartments now. Mm-hmm. Apartments are going up everywhere. Townhomes are going up everywhere. And they don't really do anything in apartments. No. I mean, some places they do. But... I mean, there was that apartment life thing we looked into back when we were in North Carolina to look into maybe, you know, being community leaders in, a, in an apartment community and they had a whole coming from a christian idea. aspect yeah coming yeah. from a christian worldview but um it was actually kind of funny because well one they denied us they said something about our age probably and um yeah because we were 23 at that point yeah and no about, we were 22 we were 22 well you you were 23 i was 22 yeah and I'm almost 25 now. Not that that makes any difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were three months apart, but those three months in North Carolina were the, the biggins. So. Yeah. But, like, I think that's another big thing. It, I think the fact that apartments and townhomes and condos and whatnot are coming about and are super popular now, I think that kind of eliminates a whole aspect of community in these places and in these parts of the country. Yeah. Because, yes, we are in the suburbs of Chicago and there are a lot of 
parts that have that very like white picket fence suburban feel Mm-hmm. But there are also a lot of apartments and townhomes going up now because that's what our generation wants. That's what Gen Z wants. And I think that cuts off community because that just allows people to just go home and be home and not really do anything. Yeah. Because, oh, I have my noisy neighbor upstairs or I have my neighbor who always cooks very potent food next door or whatever and you never know their names like we lived in an apartment and we had two neighbors and there was probably five families in our little alcove and we never we never talked to any of them Mm-mm. we didn't even know any of their names Mm-mm. we just knew that <laughs> i mean and, and some of that yeah we we could definitely have taken a, a lead and done that but when you when you really think about it that the last time somebody came over to your house and knocked on your door and gave you a pie and said welcome to the neighborhood that's not something that happens all that often no at all no and it's not that i wouldn't want that to happen i I would love to somebody to come up to my door like here's a pie and welcome to the well thanks yeah that'd be great we actually kind of have that where we are now because we only have like Four neighbors. Four other people that live with us in this area, and it's pretty close-knit. Yeah. As far as we know, like, and everybody we've only knows ever, everybody. Then again, we've only ever talked to two of them. Yeah. So, two of the... I mean, there's a couple more people that live in the house, in one of the houses, but we've only ever talked to two of the people that, that live here, and, I mean, they're great, friendly people. I really like them. Um, I wouldn't want to, you know, have them move out because we didn't like them or they didn't like what we were doing or anything of the sort, but... We also probably wouldn't yeah. invite them over for, like, a dinner. That's what whatever. I'm saying. Like, if... But it's nice so, to be friendly. Well, if if somebody if somebody comes over to your, to your door, knocks on the door, offers you a pie, you know, is the expectation to invite them in and entertain them and talk with them? Well, and that's but, another thing. Like... And, and do you want that? Well... Do you want to have somebody over and talk and, to them and all and that? And here's the thing... When I grew up, where I grew up, like, yeah. middle of nowhere, Vermont. <laughs> Somebody knocking on your door was rare. <laughs> well, yeah, but I had two active neighbors. One of them, he kept himself because he was kind of a quiet, quieter dude, and mm-hmm. he didn't... But he was friendly when we saw him. But our other neighbor, neighbors, Robin and Al, mm-hmm. like, we would hang out regularly with them, like... That we would have them over for dinners and whatnot, and we would just show up on their porch and you know, knock on the door and hang out, and they do the same. And when their family came over, we would go over and hang out. And when our family came over, they would come over and hang. Like that's like what I grew up with, and I feel like if we lived in a suburban area. That would have happened more regularly, but with everybody else that we lived with. But because I lived down in the middle of nowhere, you had one neighbor. I have that, I had one neighbor that did that. Yeah, well, and and something funny about that, we had one neighbor that we really did like. Oh, um, yeah. We had oh well, we had neighbors that we liked, but we didn't really talk with, and they, you know we'd wave as we passed by, and you know there was it was nice, it was cordial. But we had one neighbor that we were actually friends with, and uh, my mom and the neighbor were friends, and we were friends with her daughter. My brother and I were friends with her daughter, and, you know, we would hang out in our backyard and play baseball or something, and then Mm -hmm. we'd go to her backyard, and we'd play in the trampoline and, you know, things like that. And it was a really sad time when when they moved out, and, you know, we were really great friends, but... You know, I think the only reason was it's because we were kids. And, right. You know, we just you just make friends. Right. Like, oh, you're playing on the swing set too. All right, we're friends. Yeah. You know, it was a lot easier nowadays. You know, people know what they like, know what they want, know what they don't want. That's especially the yeah. thing. Like, I I don't want somebody coming up knocking on my door and saying, "Hey, can I come in for a drink?" I don't want that. If I want you over for a drink, I will invite you over. Right. And I think that's I think that's that's a, a difference between boomers and our generation is that 
boomers desired that the people to come over and you know invite almost invite themselves in but like that's what they wanted oh molly's being weird sorry our cat's digging at the at the front porch mm-hmm. anyway so i think boomers really wanted that they wanted people to yeah. come over they wanted that and our generation just doesn't and like there's very few people that i'd be okay with just showing up at our front door and i mean elijah's one of them yeah we gave that's, him a key <laughs> that's why we gave him a key but like we live pretty close to your parents and your brother and them, and I'd be like, well, they're family, so of course they can show up unannounced, and would I want them to? Maybe not necessarily, because I'm the per- kind of person that likes to have a clean house when we have guests, but, um... But the difference is, like... That's also We don't want thing. them unannounced, not because we don't like them, but because, like, I have two days off a week. Right. And... Yesterday was a day off and everybody was over. Well, and that's I don't want the thing. I don't want somebody over now because we're going to go sit and watch Supernatural after we do this. Right. And that's going to be fun. Well, and that's another thing. Our generation and work and companies now don't value weekends. Because nah. back then weekends was the time that pretty much everybody was off. Mm. Um, like, some companies weren't even open on weekends, Mm -hmm. and... Sundays in particular. Sundays in particular, and I, like, I understand, like, healthcare workers, and grocery store workers, and stuff like that, they obviously worked during the weekend. Um, Yeah, they did. (laughs) Yeah. And I, it's, as a Christian, and working... In like healthcare and the jobs that I've worked in and worked at, I find it very hard to negotiate Sundays off with my boss Mm -hmm. because they don't have the same value or mentality of, oh, it's, it's Sunday or it's the weekend. Those, that time is usually meant for. To be spent with family. Yeah. And, and that was, with God. And that was hard for me, too. Just... You still work still, on... That still, still work, is hard for me. I work 12 to 8 on Sundays, but that means I have to leave church right after church and get the, and get there in time. You know, it's, it's the negotiation that I have, and I don't mind it to a certain extent, but... It's still hard because yeah. we can't... I'm not, I'm not saying, like, we're complaining and whining about our jobs and our schedules right now. And, no. But it's... Things have changed. Priorities have changed. Yeah. And uh, church and having weekends with family changes. And I've worked with some people who have been with the same companies for such... The same company that I worked with for such a long time. And they experienced this change firsthand because prior the the company prior would like basically give people Sundays. If you said, Hey, I need to go to church on Sundays, they'll be okay, I'll give you Sundays. But now it's like I need to go to church on Sundays and they're like, Well, only if you can work this day, and it's basically like blackmail because it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, like the sacrifice I have to make is, so I get to come in an hour later on Sunday, and I also then have to open Monday morning. So I, I, I leave at 8 o'clock. Usually I'm leaving at 8.30. Getting home at 9, 9.30. Getting home at 9, 9.30. And I've got to be up at 4.45, leaving at 5 in the morning to be on time for work. And, you know, I don't mind it. It's a sacrifice that I chose to make to have. But that's the thing. It's only for an hour's difference. It's not even like I'm not working that day. You know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have, to, I have to give up so much more. I'm not saying that I don't I mind it. And if, like I said, if Joe listens to this podcast... It's not his fault. It's not Sarah's fault. It's just 
This is the way it is. I don't mind it. It's just this is this is what happens. This is the change that's happened. Yeah. And for people who are Christians and would like to observe some sort of religious day, um, Sabbath or whatever, they have an extremely hard time doing it nowadays because the priority has changed. And I think that's something between the generations that I wish was kept was the importance of not necessarily like yeah I wish the importance of church stayed the same throughout because I'm a Christian and I'm biased Mm -hmm. but I feel like the importance of time with family is not the same anymore yeah we don't have family dinners anymore like on the weekends my dad would usually cook bigger meals better food on weekends because that was our family time. Mm-hmm. In the mornings we'd have bigger breakfast because that's family time. And there's not very many families that do that now. Mm-hmm. Like you and I, we don't really sit down and have like a family dinner that often. No. And that's not a bad thing. It's just a priority is different. Our priority isn't necessarily eating together it's spending time together so we eat we go outside and we sit outside and we hang out or we well and most of the time you're getting home later because of your schedule so we don't necessarily have time to cook a bigger meal because back then husbands and whatever were coming home husbands or wives or whatever they were coming home at like five o'clock six Mm o'clock between then because that's when everything basically closed. And now things are, oh, it's later and later and later. Like, malls closing later. Um, <laughs> do malls actually ever close? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> um, Other than, we're talking, like, before pandemic. I know things are obviously different right now. Yeah. Um, but all of these things are closing later and later and later, which basically eliminates family time and if people are working weekends and whatnot that also eliminates family time so i think the american dream was more than just america wanting the white picket fence and the freedoms of america i think they also were centered around family values and i think that's something that we're our generations are splitting from okay i agree i think i think that it's hard obviously in a generalized manner because you can't say that this is how it is for everybody but generalized christianity is very low in the country and yeah and even then other religions are still pretty low true christianity then is is even lower right like because the amount of people who say they're christian but then are like like hey is jesus god and they're like no right are also very low right but like the point is that the family value and the religious value has gone down significantly yeah. in our country and i think that w- that's kind of what kickstarted this whole change in the american dream because when somebody said <laughs> if i were to go out and talk to like someone my age or someone a few years younger than me about the american dream They'll be like, what are we, in the 50s or something like that? Or, if you were to go out and, and just tell anybody your age and say, I'm 24 years old, I got married two years ago. Yes, I had a conversation with at work with yeah. somebody not that long ago. Um, and I tell people I'm married, and they're like, you're married? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I've been married for two years now. And they're like... What? Yeah, they expect you, if you get married at 24, or if you're married at 24, they expect it to be like three, three, six months ago. And you're like, no, I, I actually got married two years ago. And it's like, which I'm not saying that it's it's bad to get married early. I'm not saying it's bad to get married late. I'm just saying like, 
when you tell somebody, especially our age, that you're we got married when we were 22, they're like, oh my gosh, that's super young. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, wow, you guys are still together kind of thing. And I'm like, I've actually had that said to me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. <laughs> Am I not supposed well, to? And that's, like, like, that's the thing. Like, you, you think about all the TV shows now. And oh. <laughs> every, every kid, that, or every, every couple who is in high school who get married after high school, do you know the only reason they get married after high school? Is because the guy knocked up the girl. Yeah. They're like, I'll marry you right after high school. I'll marry you, I swear. Or they're going into the military. Or they're going into the military. That's, that's very stereotypical, though. Yeah, that's that's different, though. But that's also, that's not, necessarily, not, not necessarily true, but it's usually just because the, the guy knocked the girl up. And, you know, or they're you, Christians. <laughs> well, I'm getting, I'm getting there. No, it's it's that or, or they're Christians. And I think the the draw away from that started with the desire to not settle. Yeah. I think, I think there's, you know, you know, Alex and I both want to settle. Just not right now. We just don't want to settle somewhere we don't want to be. Yeah. And I think us getting married so young and so quickly is proof that we do want to settle. It's just we need to actually find a place we want to be. So, yeah. um, so the settling aspect and, you know, coming out of marriage, that's where I see the biggest, biggest thing. Like, I, I didn't want to settle at all until I met Alex, you know. Um, I have a pastor in, in uh, Massachusetts. They got married at 18. You know, he got married at 18 because he loved the woman that he was with. And they got married. And they had kids. And they settled down. And they stayed in the same area. They stayed in the same state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not saying that that's the best way to do things. That's not definitely not the worst way to do things. It's just our generation doesn't want to settle. Settle's become a bad word. Mm-hmm. Well, you and also... settle for somebody. You settle for a job. You settle for the... You settle for a, a smaller house. You settle... But, and also, I'm not going to fully go into this topic, but divorce rates are also up. Mm-hmm. Extremely high. I'd say they're probably up at least, like, 50 to, like, 70% more Are you than, saying more than what more they than, used to be? More than what they used to be, yeah. I would, I mean, they're probably, I, I always heard 50% of marriages and a divorce. Yeah. I and, think that's probably higher now, because that stat was probably what, like... Almost ten, eleven years yeah, ago. Yeah, almost probably. ten years ago. Yeah. So it, they're probably higher now. I mean, but even like, even the immortal couple Kim and Kanye are getting yeah. divorced. So, <laughs> but like adding divorce into the equation. I think that's the first time we've actually said the word in front of each other. That's true. We don't use that word. No, we don't use the word. Not because we think it's a bad word, or not because some people aren't justified, aren't earthly, in their earthly. Uh, you know, needs and things like that to be, mm. to be divorced. Like my parents are divorced. Alex's parents are divorced. Right. Um, but we just. My we, mom would be miserable, and my dad would be miserable, if they were still together. Yeah. Right, so. and I understand that there are circumstances that need to end in divorce, but it was much less likely in that generation. And now there are broken families all across mm-hmm. the United States. And, you know, the whole point of this episode is what are some of the factors that are going into the generational differences between the American dream of the boomers. And I don't even know if there's a term for the millennials and Gen Zs that we strive for, you know. But... Yeah. Like, these are all things that show the differences between, and I know you and I could probably keep going on <laughs> list upon list upon list of oh, yeah. what's wrong with, well, not necessarily wrong, but what's changed, but I think... we have a board game to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't even played the board game. We'll probably just end up playing it when, when we get off the podcast, but we're both really into this topic. So I think 
you know, we're going to kind of start rounding it out here now because we're, hold on, i got to pick the phone up, let my, let my uh, face do it. We're 54 minutes in. So. So we probably want to start rounding it out here now where we talk, you know, just kind of finish it up mm -hmm. with, you know, as much as, as much as I do believe that, um, you know, divorce rates are, are mm -hmm. a big factor and, you know, marrying older is a big factor and settling um, as soon as you get married. Yeah. Settling as soon as you get married is a big factor. I think the biggest generational difference and the biggest reason for it is just, we're not satisfied. You know, my dad, my dad follows an Instagram page that's like pictures of Norway He's like, oh, you got to follow this. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. The Aurora not... Borealis yeah. Observatory yeah. Instagram account. Actually, you guys should probably go check that out. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is really cool. But, like, my dad says, oh, I can sit in my, my house in front of my TV while I'm watching the news or the sports and scroll through that and be okay. Our generation sees that and they're not satisfied with it. They want to go and see it and be a part of it and experience our it. Our generation got addicted and hooked on instant gratification <laughs> yes and so my dad gets instant <laughs> gratification through that we, we're almost tired of instant gratification how we need to order our food before we go through the drive-through because we can't stand talking to the person in the drive-through that we i want to just... <laughs> get the best deals okay have you ever seen the deals in the wendy's app i have 950 points on there so you can get your free bacon i understand but it's just it's an example you know it's not it's not that i need to be instantly gratified or i don't can't talk to anybody it's just i i freeze up and tense up and don't know how to order and order the wrong things and because of instant gratification like you, people make fun of millennials because oh once you leave your parents you like cry when you have to make your own doctor's appointments yeah like, that's 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 a different one that's tough <laughs> like not that's not tough like to do it's you know tough you, you need to do this yeah You're an adult. yeah yeah get up get Buck up, and up, grow up man. Yeah. yeah no so I, I think the biggest thing is probably that that desire to go and be an experience mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> what was that noise i swallowed it at the same time <laughs> Okay, if you heard that noise, you've uh, heard my frog impression. Um, but no, it's the, it's the instant gratification. I think you're right. And I think um, as much as we talk about this, we can find more and more and more uh, examples. But, you know, I I just I can't see me being in the same house for 60 years or me being in the same um, car for 60 years. You know, think about that. That's just... Or being in the same state for 60 right. years. Or even having the same phone... You had your your phone for three years, mm -hmm. and I don't think I've ever had a phone longer than two. Yeah, I... Because we always have to have the next and best thing, but... And I even went backwards in phone years. <laughs> I had the, the Samsung Galaxy no, uh, nine Note 9. Plus. No, they didn't come in they Plus come with the 9s. No, 10 um, Plus is the first time. Okay. First one. Anyway, the Still Galaxy Note 9, I went for that one, and then... Funny enough, I went backwards in phone years and got the iPhone XR, which is what we're recording it on right now. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, so, it's the, the instant gratification and the fact that, I don't know, priorities changed and... I think priorities changing is... Yeah. You know, that's, that's a... Like, we know we're not going to be in Illinois... For Priorities changing is the diagnostic. Yeah. Is the di diagnosis. Diagnosis. And the, the symptoms are just wanting to travel. Wanting to leave everything and live in a van down by the river. Not down by the river. We just live in a house down by the river. Mm. There's a van next to us. There's a van. But nobody lives in that except for a <laughs> raccoon. So, as much as I want to settle down and have a life and have a, a kid and a few kids and, you know, start that and live in the same place forever. Even more so, I want to experience. I want to bring my kids to experience things. I want to do that. And I think that if I were to be able to do that, 
I'd be a much happier person than settling for a single house right. for the rest of my life. The right. only thing I want to be in for the rest of my life is this relationship. Oh. Oh, you're so sweet. Aren't I cute? <laughs> So no, I agree, and like I don't... even not not like everything is is temporary. Like we have three pets. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, in twenty years, we mm-hmm. will not have these same three pets. Probably not. So twenty years from now, we'll still be alive, but hopefully, I think this is actually going to cut off here in four seconds. So goodbye for a second, and we're back. Sorry about that. The, uh, that was my bathroom break. <laughs> yes, the the recording app only lets you record in 60-minute segments, and uh, apparently we're, we're long-winded. So if any Advent Christian pastors listen to this, or any Advent Christian um, people in leadership hear this, just know that I am qualified to be an Advent Christian pastor simply because of the fact that I talk too much. Um, Fair enough. Yes, that's that's the joke of the day. Oh, we should do a segment called Joke of the Day. Maybe next episode. Come back next no, episode for jokes. No, we gotta do jokes. a fun fact. Oh, we gotta do a fun fact. Oh, um, let's let's finish up real quick. Let's so yes, rounding out instant gratification. It's rounding up, isn't it? Rounding out. I don't know. Roundabout. Rounding up. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> anyways. Um. Instant gratification, um, divorce rates, priorities, priorities changing, and no real belief in the American dream. I think and the American the, fa- the family aspect. Yeah, really. and 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 the family values being deteriorated over the years. Um, you know, starting in the black community and ending in the in the white community. Not saying that he's that it starts in the black community. Oh, I'm saying just that saying like that from the, the black community all the way to the white community, it it's across the board. No, I I think there was real efforts in the in the 60s and 70s to separate well, black was. families, there and was. that was and that was a form of racism that is utterly despicable, and is still accepted today. So that's a belief that I have that I hold, um, and I I really do um, feel bad and mourn with the black community of their loss of, of family. Um, but it's also now being pushed into the communities of, of every color. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I, I, I think is the, is the, the biggest issue is the yeah. family values being taken away. So, mm-hmm. so our, I agree. I agree. our lives are different and changing and, um, as every generation passes, there will be a different, like, what if the generation that we give birth to are going to, they're going to, you know, the quarantines, what if they want to, <laughs> like quarantiners, Jeez. what if they want to, um, become part of the, the boomers and settle down immediately? What if they want to do that? They can do that. But I mean, that means they're going to have to find a house for $10,000. Now, my grandparents moved into that house for $10,000 in 1960, mm. and that house is now worth over $400,000. Yikes. So, that's a big issue for, for everybody our age, is finding a house that's not wicked expensive. And... Even, even the house we're living in now, the house we're living in now, I mean, in, in any other state would probably cost $60,000. Well, to bring up another thing that just, to, not to get too deep into it again, college... Scam. People aren't going to college anymore. Because it's a scam. And we might talk about that in a next step or in a later episode because this one's already way too long. But maybe we'll name this one "College Is a Scam" and then they'll get to the very end and be like, "Oh, I gotta wait till the next episode." <laughs> no, but fun fact time. I think it's fun fact time. So thank you for listening to our our uh, awesome podcast. Thank you for listening to our topic of the week. Um, thank you for listening at all. If you've made it this far, you're a trooper. You're, you're awesome. an absolute trooper. If you've made it this far and you know who I am in real life, text me you've made it this far just so I know that people are actually listening to this and we're just not talking to ourselves to each other. <laughs> well, then again, it's good conversation. It we is. don't just sit and talk to it each is. other all that, all that often. 
All right, I got two fun facts. You ready for All right, one? I'll try and find, think of one. Okay. There's no such thing as a pear cider. Cider is made only from apples. Can you guess what the beverage made from pears is called? It's really funny. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't give you any a uh, guess, even if I pulled one out of a hat. It's called a parry. A parry. Like P E R R Y. A parry. Okay. You know what they need to do is get a bottle. That looks like a platypus. Yes. Put a hat platypus. on it and have yeah. the bottle cap be the hat. Yes. yes. Dan Provenmeyer, get on it. <laughs> and then my Dan Provenmeyer is on TikTok. Maybe he'll use this as a sound and make us famous. And then my second fun fact is humans are the only animals, quote, that blush. Because we're special. And we have hairless cheeks. That's also Facial true. cheeks. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Your cheeks don't have hair on them. They do if I don't shave. You don't shave your cheeks like up here where you blush. You don't shave up there. Oh, I got you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your fun fact? Um, fun fact, fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. Um, if you say fun fact three times, you'll come up with a fun fact. Fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. There is no city called Big Rock in Arkansas, just Little Rock. I actually don't know that. Uh, there is a town in somewhere else in the United States, Wisconsin, that's called Arkansas, but spelled like it's like phonetically. I also, I'm pretty sure there's three Kansas cities. I think there's only two. Kansas yes. City, Missouri, yes, Kansas City, Kansas. Two, but there is, yes. Yeah. I think I think of a really good fun fact. What's the topic of that you think of a fun fact on? Board games. Board games? Kyle Mann of the Babylon Bee Podcast has more board games than any other podcast host in the world. Wow. Wow. And with that, we out. Girl Scout. <laughs> Boy Scout. We got different. Scout. <laughs> Just Scout. No, no more. Um, in the name, Boy Scout. <laughs>